Bobby Bones post-show pre-show. Neiman Marcus has put out their annual fantasy gifts list. So it's all things that you can't afford, but I guess if you were super rich, maybe you would look at this. Hmm. So this year's include a $255,000 luxury Airstream trailer with yacht-grade finishes. Okay, that's legit. Which, if you had that money, though, would sure. you spend it on that? Why not? <laughs> Why Do not? you like Airstreams? Like I mean, Miranda, doesn't she drive around in one of those? I don't know that it's the $255,000 luxury <laughs> Airstream-style trailer. Probably not. That's a house. Yeah. That's bigger than that. I mean, it's insane. Matthew McConaughey used to live in one of those. A $95,000 collection of custom-made hats. Okay. A $145,000 custom board game room. A room? Huh. $295,000 of custom library of travel books. Of a custom library of travel books. You like that, Bones? No. Okay. A $345,000 wellness program that includes a week at a resort and monthly video chats with experts to make sure you're sticking with the diet they have created for you. $300,000. If I, again, if I had that, I would buy the Airstream before I buy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> and if you have that kind of money, you probably know people that can help your diet. <laughs> right. It's so counterintuitive to what you think people would money. That would be a waste of money. And it's weird that Neiman Marcus sells that. Um, if you're looking for an adventure, look no further than a five-night stay at the Sheldon Chalet Mountain House nestled in Alaska's jagged mountainscapes. For $345,000, guests will have access to a private chef to prepare meals and have the opportunity to meet Robert Sheldon, the son of the pilot who discovered the remote location where the chalet is situated. Okay. I'll take it without meeting Robert Sheldon. He doesn't leave. (laughs) What if he's annoying? (laughs) He eats all your food. Exotic gems from the collection of famed jeweler Oscar Heyman. Costs about $200,000. Okay. And then finally, Versace robes and slippers for him. The robe is 750 bucks. The slipper is 150 And because of all the other stuff, you're like, well, that's a bargain. <laughs> I'll take that. Because you just talked yourself into how dumb all this other stuff is. You're like, it's only 1000 bucks for a slipper? Uh-huh. Dang, honey, we got a deal. <laughs> hey, are you a robe guy? No. Slipper guy? No. Um, no. I have a quarter of my shoes are slip-in shoes I can just wear to work. Okay. But I'm not a slipper guy for All the right. sake of like a home slipper. You? No, no way. I don't. I don't like slippers. I don't like robes. Like even if I stay at a hotel, like one of those fancy ones that have a robe in there, I won't put that on. But I know people that do. I was given a robe by Dancing with the Stars when I won. Like and it a, just hangs up in the bathroom. I don't know. We may have tossed it at this point. And it says Dancing with the Stars on it. Yeah, I was like Dancing with the Stars champion. Do you, you know how whenever you win. Your NBA 2K season, yes. you get your coat, your jacket. Yes. It's kind of like that, but it's a robe. It's, That's kind of cool, though, man. It's white. Yeah. Huh, has Caitlin ever seen that? I don't think so. You should surprise her, come out she with that <laughs> First of all, she's an extremely better dancer than I am. She's oh. really good. And she, uh, she's not impressed with my Dancing with the Stars. Well, yeah, a lot uh, of people were. Dancing, really? yeah. <laughs> you had to kind of be there to yeah. experience that phenomenon. Because <laughs> if you just watch me dance, you're like, I don't get it. Um, speaking of which, spoiler alert about Dancing with the Stars last night. We'll give five seconds here. Okay. One, yeah. two, three, four, five. AJ McClain was sent home. Oh, dang. Who I didn't know had that. had a good chance to win. A Backstreet Boy who can dance. And he was next to last whenever the scores came out. Uh, Nelly was last. But AJ McClain was eliminated because they do the final two and then they pick. Uh. Caitlin Bristow, 30, John, Johnny Weir, who was my main pick to win the whole show, mm-hmm. um, got a 30. So 
There you go. Seven, six people remaining on Dancing with the Stars. Really haven't watched much except the first episode and then clips, but I do like AJ. I'll be honest with you, man. I haven't watched since you were on there. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's the last time I watched. I, me too, really. <laughs> I, did, I do like... I would go back for the finale if people could go back. Yeah. Like, that's a That'd fun... That'd be cool. That's a fun fraternity of folks because unless you've gone through it, and it's so much more grueling than you think, and it's such a trivial show, yeah. but it's such hard work doing something completely dumb that you just kind of understand it. You went one time after you were on, right? Twice? Did I, you? I went to... Well... I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Went to the season premiere after I won because Lauren Elena was on. Okay. And I convinced Lauren to do the show because she sang during my season. I was like, Lauren, you got to come do the show. It'll be great. They love people for country music. You have a great personality. She's athletic. So she came and so I went to support her. And it was after that episode of me going out to support Lauren that I met Caitlin. Yeah. Okay, and now then, I remember that. And then when I went back for the finale, it was the two episodes I went to, it was Caitlin and I's first ever date. So that show not only gave me a funny mirror ball that I get to have and I'm proud of, yeah. but also a fiance and about to have a wife. Yeah, pretty crazy. And she didn't. She had never actually seen the show. Um, so she didn't know you were the champ? No, God, no. She barely knows now. <laughs> but I didn't tell her all the time. No, no, her friend does PR at ABC, and I knew her from American Idol and knew her from Dancing with the Stars, and I was just on the floor going to say hi to a bunch of the dancers who I hadn't seen. And her friend... Um, had some people back out of filling those seats on the Dancing with the Stars set. So she called two of her friends. One of them was Caitlin. was like, hey, I need somebody to come fill these seats because if not, I'm going to get in trouble because some people had asked for them. So they got dressed real quick, came and sat in those seats on camera. Never seen the show. They come down and walk around with her at the end. I meet them. There you go. Awesome. That's a cool meeting story. Like mine's like South Padre. Yeah, man. We're That's South cool. Padre. It's organic. Mine was at least organic too. It wasn't like a... And there's, I have no issue with it, but it wasn't on a dating app or anything. Yeah, Did you cool. see her and be like, man, I need to talk to that chick? No, because I didn't see her until she was already, they were all right there. Because uh, Callie, my friend, was like, hey, good to see you. This is my friend so-and-so. It's my friend so-and-so. And I really didn't spend much time thinking about it. I was like, hey, good to see you. That's, you know, nice to meet you. Because I was just, yeah, yeah, my head was spinning from everything on. that was happening there. But she knew right then. Oh, she knew, but you didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. She definitely course. didn't know right then. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that happened. Let's see. Mark this off. Is there anything else that I wanted to mention here? You know what I'm in the middle of right now? There's a charity. I don't want to say this on the show show because a lot of people will hear it and then go and probably try to ruin my... my, my. Oh, are you bidding? Yeah. Is this a sports thing? Yeah. What you got? Well, so the big brothers of Central Arkansas are having a charity. Uh, auction. Okay. Where, and some of them are experiences. One of them is to play basketball with Corliss Williamson, who won the 1994 championship with Arkansas, <laughs> played in the NBA with Detroit. But to me, he's like the greatest Arkansas Razorback basketball player of yeah. all time. And so they were like, hey, you can play basketball with Corliss. So I bid. <laughs> some guy overbid me, right? It's his, uh-huh. absolutely his right. And so this, I bid yesterday, and then Caitlin. It's with me this morning, and I was like, some guy just overbid me. And she was like, okay, I know how competitive you are. How much do you really want this before you just, how much do you want to beat this person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I bid again and beat him. And then he bid again within like 30 seconds. Oh, what a punk. So then I just did max bid. That wasn't even close. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who this guy is. When does it end? Well, I did max bid, so hopefully they don't raise the max. Yeah. So hopefully I have one already. So there's that one. I mean, one. it is for charity. They may raise that max on you. They could. 
And then there's a Tyler Wilson quarterback for Arkansas. It's like you and three friends come a quarterback train for a day. And I think it's meant for 12 year olds, but I've been on that one too. It's going to be all adults. <laughs> all right, Tyler, show it's us how us. to do it. <laughs> I bid on, I wonder if he's on Instagram. Hey, Mike, check out, see if Tyler Wilson. When did he play? Um, Like last seven or eight years. Okay. Or so. Yeah, Tyler Wilson, eight on Instagram. It'd be funny if he would answer my message right now. He does not follow me. Hold on, let me message him. Yo, dude, I bid on your... He does, hey, scroll up. It says, um, former University of Arkansas NFL quarterback. Okay, I bid on your quarterback camp. Can't wait to <laughs> go pro. Let's make it happen. So I bid on that. I just messaged him. We'll see if he replies. Good, good. Um, and he he jumped on top of me, so then I jumped on, but I didn't max bid that one. And then there's another one. DJ Williams played tight end at the University of Arkansas. Oh, boy. Who works on the news there. He's going to take you through a, a workout. Okay. And I bid on that one. Okay. So we may, we may be going to Arkansas <laughs> to just have a whole day of fun with the Razorbacks hey, for man. charity. I love Arkansas. Let's yeah. go. I t- so hopefully you would go. Yes. I texted Matt Stell, Arkansas guy. <laughs> the same crew? And Adam Hamburg. I was like, all right, I don't want to be a complete loser, and I know you guys will respect what's going on, so we're going to go to Arkansas if I win these charity events and do this stuff. That's awesome. Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, yeah, and, and then too, like when, this weekend, you guys would talk Arkansas sports. Like, you guys know everything. Well, that's about, all we have. Well, I get it, but, I mean, you guys are naming people that, I mean, I'm assuming most people don't know who they are, but you guys even knew plays. Like Lunchbox, they're talking about a play. Like, oh, do you remember that? 20 years ago, he got the ball, and then he acted, he, he juked it that You're way. You're talking about Joe way. Adams' punt return. <laughs> there we go, see? Well, we, we were talking about it before the game even started, and then all of a sudden they're showing up on the big screen. I'm like, Eddie, look! Eddie, look, there it is! <laughs> yes, yes. And then they th- we went downstairs to some kind of where they had food or whatever, but they also had this, like, memory wall of, like, games that were memorable in Arkansas. Dude, going back to, like... A long time ago, and Matt Stell was like, I remember that game right there. Yeah, that was a close one right there. <laughs> God, you remember this crowd? That was 10 years ago. Matt's a diehard Razorback fan, yeah, too. Yeah, he is. I knew he was an Arkansas guy, but, you know, we had we played basketball at the house once. And then when I was like, hey, we're going to Arkansas. You should come with us. He was like, cool. And so then you spend a whole day together. I uh, love that guy. Yeah, And cool also, dude. he's a huge Arkansas fan, so I have another ally. There you go. I just hope the game doesn't get canceled this week for COVID. Uh, my high school won state football championship. What? Did we know that? Well, yes and yeah. Uh, no, I posted on an Instagram story, but here's what happened. Okay. I go to such a small school that we teeter on being able to have an 11-man team or an eight-man team. Yeah. An eight-man is still pads, but we won the eight-man state championship. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, it's a win's a win. We just didn't have enough players. My school is so small. Dude, state championship, that's a big deal. You can put that on the water tower. Red Devils take first state title in 41 years. Wow. 2022A eight-man football state champion. And it's full pads. I, I think they're – I'm not sure what the difference is. I think they just don't have – Maybe like two linemen or something. Or something, yeah. Yeah. Weird. I mean, cool anyway, dude, I think. Red but. Devils head coach Sam Counts said, we came out and moved the ball real consistent. We kind of got ourselves in situations sometimes. Who cares? But anyway, that's awesome. <laughs> you get to go play I was by just play. reading. The, Arkansas Keith had sent me a text of the of the newspaper. That's awesome. So yeah, proud of them. I think that's it. I always feel like we come on this podcast and just talk about things that we would talk about if it right. wasn't for show. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people have to just like wade through it. I know. 
Because who gives a crap about Mountain Pine or Arkansas but me? I know. What kind of cards, uh, sports cards have you collected lately? Oh, good question. <laughs> you want to talk about my favorite wrestlers of all time? Yes, please. Let's talk about that. <laughs> or sports gambling. That's often a topic, too. Oh, my God. That's a big topic. All right. Wow. Eight-man football. Some of them, some leagues, they shorten the field to 80 yards. That's kind of interesting. And they the width is a lot short by 13 Not 50? Yeah. That's I so do weird. think that we'll end up getting a flag football team. Or not, excuse me. A, 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 a softball team. team. I'll do flag football, too. We'll tear everything playing flag football. But that'd be so much fun. But I think when spring comes around, I will feel like that's a possibility to responsibly do that. You could have this. You could have already because yeah. some folks did it. For me, I didn't feel like that was a good example, so I didn't do it. But, um, yeah. All right, there you go. We're done. Here's today's show. Oh, let me take this call. Brian's on in Georgia who's going to talk on the post show. Put him on. Hey, Brian. Hey, Bobby. How are you? What's going on, man? Not much. I uh, wanted to say morning, studio. Morning. And um, today is actually the Marine Corps birthday. I don't know if you knew that or not, but it's 245 years. Did you serve in the Marine Corps? I did. I was there for four and a half years. Wow. How was that experience? Um, it was actually probably the best time of my life. I kind of wish I didn't get out. Wow. It wasn't so – because cool. I just think I would go and melt like butter in a microwave, you know? Just be like, well, no, it's not that bad. It's more of a mental game than it was uh, anything else. Interesting. I'm extremely mental. So, yeah. Uh, well, listen, I appreciate you, obviously. Appreciate your service. And yeah, happy birthday. 245 years ago, the Marine Corps was started. What are you doing now, Brian? Uh, I'm a truck driver for a chicken company. I pick up eggs on farms. Oh. How, how was that transition going from service to civilian life? Um, service life you realize how many brothers and sisters you really have and close friendships that you form versus the civilian life a lot of people don't really care all that much so the hardest transition Not, for you was what um trying to find a good paying job i guess did you find a way to utilize your strengths from the military on a resume whenever you were searching for your next job I did. Um, I was using it to, uh, I, I was a truck driver in the Marine Corps as well. And I kind of transitioned that over into my daily life of driving a tractor trailer. Well, I'm glad you could use those skills. I asked those questions because I just finished a podcast, which I think launches tomorrow, Mike. Yep. Uh, vets, you should know. It's about, because I'm so appreciative to vets and people who served us because I wouldn't get to do what I do if they don't do what they do. Um, and it's called Vets You Should Know. You guys can search for it. And I'm talking to vets, and it's about what they did in the military, their transition, what they've learned, how we can help. It's a really cool podcast. I hope you guys check it out. It features an inspiring story from a veteran who proudly served in the armed forces and learned lessons of perseverance, camaraderie, and then how they apply those values to their new roles as civilians. So pretty pumped about this to come out tomorrow. Very thankful, Brian, that you called us, and very thankful for your service. I hope you have a good day, man. All right, you too. And Amy, happy Veterans Day to your husband. I will tell her she's not in this week, but I will I will okay. take that over. I'll text her right now, okay? All right, thanks, Bobby. All right, Brian, see you, bud. All right, bye-bye. All right, I think that's it for today's post show. I was uh, going to say 250 years old. That makes sense because there's, there's a sign in my in my neighborhood in one yard or whatever that says happy, happy 250th birthday. And I thought that somebody that old lived there. But then on the other side of the sign, it's the Marine Corps sign. Makes sense. Thank you. <laughs>
All right, we're done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Enjoy today's show. Bye, guys. Bones. What's happening, friends? Thanks for listening to Tuesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. No Amy today. We'll have no Amy this week. She's out for some personal reasons. I do want to start, though, with some news. You know, last week there was big drama because, Hillary, you can come speak to this for a second. Crocs, Luke Combs and Crocs sent us three pair of Crocs, right? Yes. Four. Me, you, and Amy. Well, and some people on the show got mad because you were on the list of those receiving the Crocs. Yes. Are they comfortable? They're very comfortable. Oh, I just wore them last night. They're my okay. favorite Crocs. I have them, too. They have, they're aligned. <laughs> yeah. They sold out in minutes because people love Luke Combs so much. So yeah. annoying. And so Lunchbox got really upset. Well, here's the update. Morgan, what happened? So I got an email from Tori, who works marketing for Crocs, and she heard the whole situation go down on the show about these Crocs, and she's now sending anyone who wants a pair from the show oh a pair. Yeah! Oh, that's Woo! ridiculous. That's how you get it done, baby! We have to realize that people listen to this show and they hear you acting like babies whining about not getting Crocs. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, they hear me whining because they realize, man, we made a huge error in judgment (laughs) and we need to rectify the situation. They realize what they did and that's what I'm talking about. That's how you start a morning. How did did they uh, get in touch with you or how do they know? She sent me an email and she was just like, I'm reaching out on behalf of the team over at Crocs. (laughs) We heard the crew at the Bobby Bones show chatting earlier this week about how they only received three pairs of the Crocs and Luke Combs collaboration and we'd really love to send over additional pairs. We are such babies. Yeah! Like, I'm embarrassed a little bit. What are you embarrassed about? (laughs) You. About a wrong being turned into a right. Can you also ask them for some of the Justin Bieber ones? (laughs) See? (laughs) Hey, I can. You want me to? I got you. I'd like a pair because they're the Justin Bieber, uh, what's his brand called? Drew. Drew. Like, those are pretty cool, too. So if they have any of those laying around, size 11 would be cool. (laughs) Okay, I got you. But it is pretty embarrassing to be known as the show they have to go now. Oh, my gosh. Satisfy the whiners. That's why I love Crocs. They know what's up. That is what I'm talking about. <laughs> high a, five, Eddie. We got some no, Crocs coming. No, I'm not high fiving that. Who wears the biggest shoe on the show? What do you wear? Ten and a half. Ten and a half, eleven. No, don't go or eleven. Well, it depends what brand. Well, I can wear eleven too. I mean, ten I can wear half thirteen, guys. <laughs> I got a pair of twelves in the closet. Ray, I'm ten, uh, but I'm very short, so that's actually a pretty big size. Shoe. Okay, everyone's making that. <laughs> <laughs> you bones, Bobby. Eleven, but. Ten and a half feels good. No, but like <laughs> a good 14 feels pretty <laughs> What's your favorite Morgan Wallen song? Up, down, up, down. Wow, the original. Yeah, that was when I first heard it. I was like, this song's so dumb. And then I heard it like 10 times after that. I'm like, okay, this is a really, really good song. I told him I wasn't a fan when that song came out. Really? I was like, you know, I just thought you were another party guy like Florida Georgia Line because they were in the song too. And they're yeah. known as like a party band. And so, but... Then I started to go, I would hear all these deep songs that you would do. And I was a late fan. But, I mean, for me, it's still chasing you. Yeah, yeah, Because he performed that in here for St. Jude a year ago. And it was so good. Even before, too, like, it was even on the radio. You were like, man, this Morgan Wallen's got this chasing you song so good. And now, More Than My Hometown is a jam, which you guys may know this one right here. I love you more than the film when the bass hits the hook. When the guy gets the girl at the end of the book. that song's about no so i didn't either but it's she wants to leave and he loves her 
But he's like, I can't love you more than my hometown. I'm mm. staying in my hometown. Mm. Like, this is what... It, this is the most important thing to me. That's pretty cool. And I never got that until, honestly, until Caitlin told me what the song was about because she knows every lyric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Seven Summers, which is his other song that's on the chart right now. A big white house. But I wonder when you're drinking if you find yourself thinking about that boy from East Tennessee. And he was talking about how this wasn't a single. You know when they were doing the demo challenges on Instagram mm-hmm. and all the artists were? He posted that on Instagram. It started to get shared on TikTok, and then he's like, we got to cut it. And so that's how that song came about. So I'm a big Morgan Wallen fan now. You know, he came to the house, and he was talking about, you know, some of the the dramatic stuff that happened with him when he got pulled off SNL, when, you know, he he went to Alabama, and, you know, was all those girls had recorded him at a, at a party. Yeah, yeah, Hanging And out. so here he is talking about the ups and downs of fame and how that SNL controversy changed his mental state. I know that I got young kids that look up to me and all those kind of things too. So honestly, I have a, I have a son now and I don't know that I'd be proud to show him those videos. You know, I'm like, I got to think about some things a little bit differently. Throughout this whole process, there's been times where for a while I would just be like, man, I'm, I'm really, I'm kind of like lonely and I don't know if I even like this. And and then, you know, there's the, and then there's another high and you're like, oh yeah, I love this, you know, and it just kind of goes, goes through phases and I kind of just had been living like that. And here's another clip I'm talking about he took some time off, cleared his head, turned his phone off for a couple weeks. They originally told me that they were going to invite me back. Uh, if they do, I'll, I'll go do it, yeah. It was almost a good thing for me. I, you know, it kind of forced me away and just to kind of reflect and look at myself and kind of get to know myself again, and it was good for me. So I, I took like a while, like almost two weeks, and just turned my phone off and just didn't didn't even look at it, you know. Drove on the tractor, things like that, and just cleared my head. And uh, that w- it was really, really good for me. So I don't, I don't really love the, con- the, the, the circumstances that led to that, but I'm thankful for, for where it led me. Hey, check out the new Bobby cast. It's my music podcast, but Morgan Wallen came over to the house. We talked for an hour. And then he was talking about how he was trained on piano as a kid. And I was like, really? That's surprising. He goes, yeah, sometimes I just play. Well, I have a piano in my living room in my house. So we just walked out over to my house, and he played on the piano his song, Spin You Around. You can hear all that on the podcast. It's a really good interview. One of my friends that works in radio, uh, Charlemagne the God, he texted me with a screenshot of having the number one podcast on all of Apple Music. He's like, what are you doing? This isn't even your show. And I was like, Morgan Wallen, no big deal. NBD. <laughs> and he didn't even know who Morgan Wallen is. <laughs> yeah, I but, love that. Yeah, check it out. It's pretty proud of, of, of that interview. And he came over. It was a lot of fun. Eddie, who was your first celebrity crush when you were a kid? Mm, Kathy Ireland. Oh, yeah, Remember the Sports her? Illustrated swimsuit model. Thank you. You know exactly who she is. We're the same age. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was Alyssa Milano uh-huh. from Who's the Boss. She's probably around the same age as us, right? I think she's a couple years older, but yeah. yeah. But I think she was a couple years older on Who's the Boss, and that's why I had such a crush on her. Morgan, what about you? Mm, Justin Timberlake or Jesse McCartney? Who is Jesse McCartney? Beautiful soul. I don't need another pretty face. (laughs) I want you and your beautiful soul. Do you remember that? No. Oh, you don't? Uh -uh. (laughs) He was also on a TV show, right? Yeah, he he made a lot of guest appearances on like Hannah Montana and just Disney shows. So that's where my love for him came. And then he dropped good songs. Do you know the song? No, never heard it. Turn it up. So once we were at dinner, 
Um, and Jesse McCartney walks in. We're I'm in Miami, and so I'm with some friends, and they're like, "Hey, who is that guy?" And he walked in, and Jesse McCartney was like four older women, extremely scantily clad. It was a weird vibe, right? <laughs> now this is probably ten years ago. Okay. And so he walks in, and I recognize him because he had been on the radio show a couple times. He was always a fine, fine, nice guy, whatever. But we played this game at the table. We made a bet the loser had to go up and ask for an autograph while he was eating. And I was like, great. So I lose the bet. <laughs> and so they're like, hey, go up and say, hey, can I get an autograph? This is my buddy's idea. And he goes, have him sign it and say, hey, Mr. Munez, I'm such a big fan. Oh, no. Because <laughs> he looked like Frankie Munez from Malcolm in the Middle, okay. too. <laughs> I regret doing this. And you did this. Well, I lost the bet. I had to do it. <laughs> so I walk up and I had the thing. And I was like, hey, would you mind signing this? I'm a huge fan. It's before he started eating. He's like, yeah, sure, and he signed it. I mean, he had girl. I mean, he was it was girl palooza. It was him and four girls. It was crazy to see. Wow. I think maybe I was jealous too, because <laughs> I was getting no girls. And then he signed it, and he he's like, here you go, man. I was like, Mr. Munez, I'm such a big fan of Malcolm in the Middle. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? He just wanted me to get the heck out of there. <laughs> Jesse, if you're listening, I'm sorry for that moment. I'd like to apologize. That was not my best moment. Yeah, your friends made you do it. I did lose a bet, and I had to do that. Raymundo, who was your uh, crush? Brooke Burke. She had this show called Wild On, and she traveled all across America and the world and always be in bikinis. I, I think her. she also hosted Dancing with the Stars way early on, right? Didn't Brooke Burke host that with Tom Bergeron way early? Lunchbox yours? Oh, uh, it's easy. Kelly Kapowski and Vanna White. Vanna White? Yeah, you watched her flip those numbers around, and she'd walk back and forth. <laughs> like, Man, heck yeah, Mom and Dad watch this show every every night. <laughs> Whew. Vanna White. I mean, she was huh? so old, like even when you were young. Uh, she was the same age as Kathy Ireland. Okay. They're both in their 60s? Yep. Interesting. Did he you got Google you with that. that. He yeah, got you, you know with what? that one. He sure did. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for hanging out. We'll put this up on Facebook. You can. We'll just ask you the same question Who was your childhood crush? I made out a list. Winnie Cooper was also up there with me. Oh, yeah. From watching The Wonder Years. So that was a big one. Uh, Kelly Kapowski, Tiffany Amberthies, and Samus Lunchbox. Mm. She was up there because I just love mm. Saved by the Bell so much. Yeah. But we don't have an. If Amy was here, we'd have another female opinion. But Morgan's the only one, and she's like ten. So. <laughs> <laughs> the latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's thirty second skinny. Chris Stapleton was announced as a performer for the CMA Awards tomorrow night. Also, Lady A's Charles Kelly will be performing with Carly Pierce. The news comes after Lee Bryce tested positive for COVID-19, which meant he was no longer able to perform their hit duet, I Hope You're Happy Now. The show airs tomorrow night at 8, 7 central on ABC. Rascal Flats shared the advice they wish they could have given to their younger selves. I think for me, the one thing that I think that I wish we would spend a little more time doing was enjoying the ride while we were on it. We were working so hard and at such a hurried pace that a lot of times it was tough to really enjoy the fruits of our labor and what we were living in the middle of and just how special those times were. I wish I could go back and tell ourselves, hey, while you're in the middle of this ride, just slow down, take a deep breath and take it all in because it really is pretty special. I talked with Tennille Towns ahead of the CMA Awards and she shared what hobbies she's picked up during the pandemic. I have kept 
plants alive for the first time in my life. That's a new thing. Um, That's a big I, deal, by the way. It's, thank you. I appreciate that very much. It is, seems like a big deal. I also just adopted this really sweet little puppy. So that's been a whole new quarantine adventure that's been really fun. Oh, I love that. And what's the puppy's name? Sam. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Ben Bordley from Penn High School was running in the Indiana State Finals in the track, and he's running, and he's not doing so great, but you know what? He's right near the finish line. He's about to finish, and he realizes there's a runner next to him who falls, and he stops. He goes, "Uh uh-oh, well, what do I do? Do I finish or do I help the guy? Well, and of course, he did the right thing. He helps the guy up. They walk across the finish line together, and they both finish. Now, they finished, I think, in 193rd and 194th place out of 200. (laughs) Not great, but still, he helped him finish the, the race. Pretty cool to me. If you're carrying the guy, you know, and you pick him up and you're helping him, you still probably take that step across the line first, right? Like, (laughs) I know you're doing good, but I think you probably lean, you kind of hold him back just by a step first. Yeah, I still think Ben won. Nice. That that race (laughs) between them two. Now, would Ben have stopped if he was in first? No chance. (laughs) No chance. If you're in first place and you stopped, that's just crazy. I like the story. It's a good story. It's a good story. Come on. It's a good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Ireland. A 27-year-old man walked into a restaurant, pulled out a knife, and said, Give me all the money in the register. Only problem is someone from the kitchen came out with a bigger knife and said, oh. You do what? Wow. And the guy took off running, and uh, police caught him about a block later. Yeah, that's interesting, <laughs> robbing a restaurant with a knife. Because, you know, there are a lot more knives in that place. Yeah, so a kitchen staff saw it going down, came out with a big old knife and said, ha-ha! That's like Crocodile Dundee. He gets robbed in New York, and he's like, you think that's a knife? You, you think that's a knife? And he pulls out a machete? And that's an old school movie, but all right, there you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Let's go over and talk to Veronica. Hi, Veronica. Good morning. Morning, studio. Morning. How are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you? Pretty good. We're going to give you a chance to win now in a game we call Never Gonna Get It. Up for grabs. $35 in cash to both Veronica (laughs) and if someone on the show gets it, they get the money too, right, Mike? I think it's just for the show. Oh, it's just to show people. Oh, sorry, Veronica, you don't get any cash. Okay, but Veronica, you can win a $100 (laughs) gift card to Walmart. How about that? Wonderful. Okay. Awesome. Amazing. If the player gets it right, they win cash. You win a $100 Walmart photo gift card. Here we go. Never going to get it. It is a... Thank you. Okay, here we go. 55% of people in this profession say they've experienced verbal abuse from their patrons. Who are they? 55% of people in this profession... Say they have experienced verbal abuse from their patrons. Mm. What industry is that? Now, Veronica, you'll be able to pick one of the players here. Amy's not here this week, so it's Lunchbox, Eddie, Morgan, or Raymundo. Who would you like to partner up with? Since Amy's not here, that's the one I relate to most. I'll go with Lunchbox. Just because because he won the NFL trivia. Okay. Here we we go. So she relates to me second most. I take that as a no. Okay, here we go. Your answer, lunchbox. Medical profession. Boom. Medical profession. Yep. Okay, Eddie? I'm going to go with restaurant servers. Oh, that's 100%. Morgan? 
Mine was restaurant servers. Raymundo? Mine was dentist because it's funny because they're getting their mouth operated on, but they're still yelling at you at the same time. Huh. So, so a comedy angle. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, one, of you, one of you's right. Really? Yes! Yes! Only one? No! no! Well, that means we're oh, not right. No, no, that's, yeah, he would say two of y'all. <laughs> or maybe two. Some, okay, okay. Somebody's right. Okay. Now, go! Veronica, I'm going to give you the chance to change if you want. So you can stay Lord with, have mercy. You can stay with Lunchbox, who has picked medical professional. Or you can switch over to Eddie and Morgan, who's picked server, or Raymundo, who has picked dentist. So it's up to you. <laughs> I recently saw something that like nurses and doctors are being talked down more lately. I'm just gonna go with my gut instinct. First choice, lunchbox. Stay with yeah. lunchbox. Okay. Lord have mercy. We are right in the middle of the game. Never gonna get it. It's an impossible question. The question is. 55% of people in this profession say they've experienced verbal abuse from their patrons. What profession is it? Medical. Restaurant servers. Servers. Dentists. One of you's right. Come on! Let's go! You keep saying one of you. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go! Because I feel like servers, everybody is rude to yeah, servers. Yeah, you're probably right. The answer is not servers. You guys yeah! Hey, guys, have a good day! Comedy angle, though. But someone is right. <laughs> it's that dentist. Come on. <laughs> There's no way. I mean, listen. No way. My sister's a nurse, and she tells me she gets some back talk sometimes from people. Yeah. Hey, what do you members. think, Veronica? I'll give you one more opportunity to change. You can stay with Lunchbox, or you can go over to Ray and Dennis. Now it's one to one. What do you think? Uh, I would love to hear Ray do the yeah for me, but now I'll stick with Lunchbox. That's what I'm talking about. We'll go to Walmart together, girl. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> 55% of people in this profession say they've experienced verbal abuse from their patrons. They are dentists. What? 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 Veronica, I tried to get you to change over twice, you know? Oh, it's all good. I understand. I appreciate the effort. Lunchbox, what would you like to say? Uh, I'd like to say that, Veronica, I'm sorry. We can still go to Walmart together. I just We just don't have any money to spend. <laughs> uh. No worries. Raymundo, what would you like to say? Yeah, I thought it was themed just because you've been having some teeth issues and it just flows. It's funny. It sounds like a Bobby Bone Show type answer. What? <laughs> what? What does all that mean? I'll tell you what. Let's do a bonus round. Yeah! Yeah! Bonus round! Come on. Okay. Veronica, I'm going to ask him a different one. Who are you picking this time? I'll go with Morgan number two. Why would you bail on me? I thought we were going to go to Walmart together. Whatever. All right, I'm going to win just to spite you. The average person tries on 11 of these before choosing. What are they? Hmm. The average person tries on 11 of these before choosing. Mm. What are they? That's a tough one. We're not taking a break during this one, guys. So okay. I won't. I won't run away from this one. She's picked. She's picked Morgan. Write your answer down. Everybody good? I mean, I'm not. I don't have it. But lunchbox. I'm Pairs of pants. Pairs of pants. Yep. Because women, that man, those sizes are really tricky. Got to get them perfect. They try on 11 pairs of pants. Eddie, you're been to Foot Locker. You want to get that size right? Give me 11 shoes. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot of shoes. Morgan. I'm either jeans or shoes, but there's also bras. That's a big one, but that's not all that. people. So, jeans or shoes. I don't think I try on 11 shoes. Jeans. 
Raymundo, see if you can go two for two. I just did it with uh, getting a new cell phone, iPhone 11. Shout out. I did 11 different iPhone cases. It took me forever to finally pick one. That, yeah! that, is, that is a very interesting guess because my wife got an iPhone and she ordered six cases because she wasn't sure which one she wanted. Wow, and she okay. sent five back. Dang. Okay, Captain McRich. <laughs> uh, dang, Daddy Warbucks. You're sick. Okay. That's uh, her money. Lunchbox. Your answer of pants. Your pants is incorrect. That means morning number two is incorrect. You pick pants? I said jeans. Uh, incorrect. Okay. Sorry. She goes, okay. Eddie? I did shoes. Incorrect. Hmm. Raymundo! Man, that means Veronica lost again. The answer is glasses. You missed it too. <laughs> 11 pair of glasses. <laughs> Veronica, I'm trying here, you know? Triple bonus! <laughs> I'm tired. Uh. This game is taking too much out of me. Oh. Okay, Veronica, you didn't win. You want to get her back on later and try one more time? Yes, that'd be nice. Okay. Lunchbox, how old is your youngest? Nine months old. When do babies start talking? Like a what, around what age? I would say nine, 10, 11 months. I mean, not sentences, just one word here or there. Eddie, just- what about your boys? Uh, well, my baby right now, my foster baby, is already saying words that we can understand, and he's nine months, so... Oh, this! I forgot you two mm-hmm. were fighting. Because There's a little war sometimes. The foster baby. The foster baby is a year and nine months. Eddie's trying to make it sound like he's the same age as my <laughs> child, but he is a year. He has a year ahead, but he is more advanced than my two-year-old. So his foster baby. The competition was my older son, and it's so annoying. Like Eddie's foster baby. <laughs> Rides a scooter, uh-huh. like a scooter. Park. Like, like he stands on it and pushes it with one leg, and then gets on it and rides it. And my kid can't walk down the street without falling over. <laughs> like it is so frustrating. I bought him a bike. Doesn't even know how to get on it. So annoying. So we're gonna hear though your youngest, my youngest, who is nine months old, who hasn't said a word yet, has not said a word yet. And my wife says, "Oh, he said a word," and I'm like, "I don't know if that's really a word." Okay, so don't tell us what it is exactly because I don't want to cloud your judgment. Here is a clip of Lunchbox's youngest son. Talking. Go ahead. Okay. What word do we think he? I mean, obviously, it sounds like he's just going da 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 over and over again. Is he looking at you, lunchbox, when he's saying that? Yep. Are you lying? Nope. Well then, hey bones, there's no argument there. He's saying da da. You think so? Yeah. Play it again. And he's looking at you. Looking at me. And listen, my wife doesn't want to hear Dada. That's why I said she's the one that really doesn't want to hear it. I heard Dada, so I started recording. He is saying Dada. I'm right? with you. Come on, guys. I'm like, with he you. is saying Dada. That is his first word. Let's go. Morgan, what do you think? I do think he's saying Dada. Yes. I hear it. Yeah, I can't help it. it. Well, I think that he's saying Dada too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Woo! Take that wife. Yeah. <laughs> And you, what's crazy is she spends more time with him because she doesn't have a job, so she's at home with him all the time. So you would think he would say mama, but no, he knows what's up. That's da, right. Da, da, da. Everybody, da, no, da, I'm good. Da. All I do is win. <laughs>
Did they, uh, your, your oldest say mama first? He said mama before dada, but his first word was uh-oh. <laughs> That's his first it. word. But mama before dada. Yeah. And dada now on the second kid. Yeah, first word yeah. is dada. So Put who, it down in the baby pool. Who was the kid looking at when he did the little fart from his mouth? <laughs> Uh, he was, that's more of a giggle, and he got bubbles coming out. Okay. So, yeah, I, I don't know. He was looking at me still. Hey, what's up with you and Bay? Are you guys thinking about having kids? Yeah, we are next year, I believe. Uh, no rush right now. We're going to do the honeymoon, uh, enjoy this year of marriage, and then talk about kids because she froze 23 of her eggs. So then I believe I would fertilize them, and then we give them to my sister, and she's the surrogate, and she has the kid. And she's still going to do it? Yeah, she's down. She's going to move down here. Oh Wow. Question, are you going to do just one kid the first time, or are you going to do it all in one one thing? All like, 23? No, like twins. or <laughs> I don't know how if you're going to make your sister go through that twice or if you're going to have twins. I believe you can uh, do multiple amounts, but then you risk obviously having twins, triplets, stuff like that. So, But you also don't want it to go through the thing of where it didn't work, and then you get sad. So, so you really want it to take right away, but with doing that, you could have quadruplets, king tuplets, all that. King tuplets. <laughs> One of the great Egyptian kings. Oh, king tuplets. Oh, yes. Read about him. We, Kayla and I talk about kids. And by the way, we're not, some people think we're having, she's not pregnant. Mm-hmm. Some people think you're having a shotgun wedding. Well, my friend Courtney called me. <laughs> Come on. He was like, hey, man, I know you. You've not committed for you're 40 years old. He goes, she's pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. And I said, no, 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 she's not pregnant. And he was like, all right, just had to ask. Just in case. And so, but yeah, we're talking about kids. I would, because I think two kids is good for me. And I think I'd like to just have twins and oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And call it a day. Ooh, that's a lot. What? Twins. It's a lot taking care of twins at the same time. Because you, you're you kind of like built to just take care of one. You freak out when you have one and you figure it out together. But two, ooh, that could be pretty crazy. I would. She has twins all through her family. And it oh, skipped whoa. her parents. Wow. That's So I'm hoping, like, let's go. Let's twins it up. Let's yeah. get a boy and a girl and they call it a day. Wrap the bow <laughs> on it. We got our two kids. Here we go, life. You know? What if you get twin girls? Then you have to go for three. Yeah, because you're gonna want you're you gonna gotta have, have a boy. boy. You gotta carry thing. that last name. I oh I don't listen. I don't care about my last name, my real last name. I've even told Caitlin you don't have to take it, mm. but because I'm I don't have all I'm not I'm not close to many folks with my last with my real last name. And her thing is, hey, we'll make our kids proud to have this last name. You know, because I don't know my dad. I don't that, that side except for a couple cousins who I do know and love. I don't that name's not that important to me. Because um, and also I've been called Bobby Bones forever too. Which isn't who I really am, but I don't I don't really care. I mean, I want a boy, but I won't be heartbroken if I don't have a boy. Huh. I'll be okay. So, if you, like like Lunch says, if you have the two girl twins, you're not going to try to have a boy. I guess it depends how hard that that having those babies are. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not. That, I mean, it's not that hard. You just no, 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 not that part. But that part's like, easy. <laughs> even the labor. I was like, hey, we talked oh, about this because oh. like 2022 probably right. That's what okay. it's looking, looking like maybe for me. And I say, well, I don't want to be down. I don't want to see it come out. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, you should. Ooh, that's your choice. You should be able to choose whatever right. you Yes. Right to choose. And I'm with you. I wouldn't watch that either. Did you? No, I, my, my wife did C-section. Thank goodness. Oh, now, did you watch the C-section? Nope, I didn't. I, I didn't. Oh. Well, I kind of peeked over at one point, and then I, I, that's one image I cannot get out of my head. And I don't want that image. Right. Things right. could change when I get in the room. <laughs> She's going to watch you. <laughs> Things could change. Amy is out the remainder of the week, so we're going rogue. 
thanks to the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. This week, we're all going to have to step up and fill in for Amy. I will be doing her pile next, where Santa Claus isn't gone from every store. One big store is doing something to make sure the kids can still come see Santa. A little unconventional, but they want to make sure your kids can still see Santa in time for Christmas. Thank goodness. Which I love. Yes. And there's a couple that's getting married, and their last names combined is a really funny name. One of them, I'll tell you that story coming up too. Amy's Pile, hosted by me, next. Hey, check out Caroline Hobby's podcast. It's called Get Real with Caroline Hobby. She had Lane Hardy, who won American Idol in 2019, but now he's in Nashville trying to make it. Just a really interesting story. So check out Get Real with Caroline Hobby. All right, so Amy's out. I'm stepping in to do the pile. We're going rogue, thanks to the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Here's Amy's pile of stories. All right, Bobby and for Amy, if you want to see the Titanic wreckage, all you have to do is have a little cash on you, then you can go see it. Almost not a little cash. $125,000. Wow. Ocean Gate Expeditions is bringing, quote, citizen scientists on a series of undersea missions to document the wreckage. It costs you $125,000. It's the mission training. It's the support fee. But you can go down. I just, you ever see a picture of the Titanic compared to a cruise ship for today? Yes. It's like a tiny. Ten, yeah. I mean, I guess back then that was massive. Yeah, Carnival's the... <laughs> That's the boat now. That's today's Titanic. <laughs> yeah. When you see those things, it's like a town. Yeah. Like, I've been places when they've come in, they're, they're so big. Now, would you, would you be interested in checking out the Titanic scuba diving no, style? No. Okay. I didn't like going underwater. I had to do commercial diving for my show, mm-hmm. which you'll see next year. I don't like that. I also didn't grow up around a bunch of water. Like, we had the lake, the spillway, and the dock. <laughs> a little different. Yeah. I'm all good. <laughs> uh, the Toy Hall of Fame inducts Sidewalk Chalk, Baby Nancy, and Jenga. And Jenga, I played a bit. Never really got into sidewalk chalk. Don't even know what Baby Nancy is. Do you? <laughs> no. The museum said Baby Nancy was created in 1968 and became the best-selling black doll in Los Angeles. That's probably why. Okay. First of all, I don't know any dolls. Mm-hmm. I know Cabbage Patch. Sure. Raggedy Ann and Andy. Yeah, I was Andy at Halloween. Okay. Forever, because it was a... Poor person? I'm not kidding. And I just made that costume oh, because really? I was extremely poor as a kid. Oh. And I was like, I'm Raggedy Andy. <laughs> oh, man. Womp, womp. <laughs> and I don't really know sidewalk chalk. I guess Sidewalk that's... chalk is, is so simple but amazing because the kids love it. Yeah, I don't know Baby Nancy or sidewalk chalk. Um, let's see. Light Bright was one yeah. of the finalists nice. that didn't make it. I do oh. know that. Masters of the Universe, He-Man. I had those. Mm-hmm. And that didn't make it. Uh, Netflix is getting into scheduled programming. For those who need more scheduling in their lives, Netflix is testing a new viewing option for subscribers. Their direct channel will offer a curated block of scheduled programming for the first time. Basically, (laughs) everything that you're paying not to have, you are going to get to. (laughs) (laughs) Great. So uh, there's a new linear channel, just like if you're watching ABC. Yeah, one of the big networks. NBC, whatever the case it is. Bass Pro Shops is having Santa and Plexiglass this year. They're figuring out ways for kids to still see Santa. And Bass Pro Shop says, hey, we're not getting rid of them. We'll just put them in a box. And so kids can actually come up to them and still talk to them. Although like it kind that. of feels like you're talking to the bank teller. <laughs> you have those holes. Yeah. Like, can I get a deposit slip, please? Or maybe like Santa doesn't trust you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a gas station yeah. in the middle of the night. Uh, a groom named White married a bride named Christmas in time for the holidays. Kieran White and Tilly Christmas tied the knot. 
So there you have hashtag white Christmas for nice. our wedding. Very nice. All week we're going rogue. We've teamed up with the all new 2021 Nissan Rogue. It's built for adventurous families. The 2021 Nissan Rogue has five different drive models, so you can go almost anywhere. I'm Bobby. That was the pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. A couple months ago, the great derecho hit Iowa and causing a lot of damage, knocking down trees. And there was this 12-year-old boy, and he's like, man, I got to get something for my friend for his birthday. And his grandpa was like, well, why don't we make him a baseball bat out of a fallen tree? So he did it. And then the community was like, oh, my gosh, those are awesome. So now they've made 115 bats and sold them for charity. So all the trees that had fallen, he went and got the and wood made and they made bats out of the fallen tree. So that way they're not wasted and the money goes back to the community. And what what's that storm called again? The Great Derecho. I don't remember that. I don't either. I oh, remember it, it being called something. No, I, I do. And I just had never heard that term before. Yeah, hmm. that's what it's called. The Great Derecho. And it knocked down trees and people were without power for a week. I mean, it's bad. I'm assuming it's straight derecho, like derecho in Spanish is straight. So the great straight, maybe? Don't know, though. Not really sure. Is that how to pronounce it, Mike? Yeah. Derecho. The storm is called derecho? (laughs) That's how I said it, derecho. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just like that. Yeah. That's a a good story. There you go. That was Tell Me Something Good. A guy in Massachusetts choked on his food while he was driving on the interstate and caused a four-car crash. Uh Uh-oh. You can't even really be mad at him because we all eat and drive. Sure. Like if he's texting on his phone, you're like, hey, guy, don't do that. But a Massachusetts man who was choking on his food was the cause of a head-on four-car crash on I-495 that led to significant traffic delays. Authorities responded shortly before 7.40 a.m., probably just trying to get his breakfast in, (laughs) to the collision in the southbound lanes on the highway. The 34-year-old man was driving a 2011 Jeep Grand Cherokee when he started choking on a piece of food, lost control of the car, crossed over the center median on the highway, struck two other cars, damaged three. Wow. But again, just minor injuries, which is super lucky. That's great. The driver who choked on his food was examined for precautionary reasons. No, it was just choked. So did he get the food out? Did he pass out? Or what happened? And you wonder if the wreck cleared his pathway. There we go. like, boom. (laughs) Yes. It doesn't say if that was the case or not. (laughs) But I just read... The story and thought, how unfortunate for all involved. Yeah. Like, the guy wasn't doing anything wrong. Or, maybe he was just really hungry, but I eat all the time and drive. No, you can't blame him for choking. No one wants to choke. <laughs> no one wants to crash, right. even if right. they're texting and driving. I get it, but you chose to text. And he chose to eat. <laughs> he did not choose to choke. <laughs> all right, let's go over and get the morning corny in. The Morning Corny. By the way, I'm stepping in for Amy to do the Morning Corny. What happened to the guy whose left side was cut off? What happened to the guy whose left side is cut off? He's all right now. Okay. Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. Literally. (laughs) That was the Morning Corny. What did one sausage say to the other? What did one sausage say to the other? We meet again. Oh, boy. Yeah, that one wasn't very good, huh? <laughs> I don't get it. Meat, sausage. We meet, meet oh, again. Got it. Yeah, no. Okay, that's it. You got any more? Yeah, but <laughs> they're just, they're terrible. At which U.S. state did the Great Depression start? At which U.S. state did the Great Depression start? Missouri. 
Oh, that's funny. There. <laughs> you like that? That one? was a good one. <laughs> Never heard that one. All right, enough. Uh. All right, we have Veronica back on the phone. We tried to give her uh, some money at Walmart earlier today. It didn't work. Uh. We're gonna play Never Gonna Get It one more time. Here we go. Veronica, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm also going to give you a chance to answer the question. Yes. Wow. She can either answer herself or pick one of you guys. Love it. Okay, here we go. Never going to get it. This is a really hard question. Uh, Up for grabs is $35 and $100 at Walmart. Okay? Here's your question. The typical American has three of these useless items at home. And most of us probably don't even remember walking off with them. What are they? The typical American has three of these useless items at home, and most of us probably don't even remember walking off with them. Walking off with them? What does that mean? It means they walked away. That's the question. Everybody have their answers in? Yeah. Yep. The typical American has three of these useless items at home. Most don't remember walking off with them. Veronica. Would you like to answer yourself or go with one of the show members? Oh, my gosh. Useless items. <laughs> no offense, but I'll go with Lunchbox. Okay, she's yeah, no offense. I'm not offense. Okay. Lunch- oh, I'm not she offense. Was call- He's not offense. She, not called offense. Me, she was calling me a useless item is what she was saying. Yeah, we got that. No, I think she was saying she wants you to go re- represent her. Okay. Oh. All right. Yeah. I thought she was calling him a useless item. What were you <laughs> calling him, Veronica? He's wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. There you go. <laughs> That's right, Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> Lunchbox, what is your guess? Chargers, power cords. Eddie? Uh, Business cards. So stupid. Oh, no, that's actually good. Morgan? Only three. Hmm. I was going with matching sticks. Like, you know, the things restaurant hands out, the the lighters. Matches? Matches, yeah. Matches. (laughs) I don't know. Ray? I'm going to say that's not it. Starbucks cups. What? You know what, Veronica? They're all wrong. (laughs) So I'll give you a guess. Go ahead. I was going to say pens, but that's not useless, so yeah, I have no idea. The answer is hotel key cards. Oh, oh. yes. Oh. Man, I just, I throw them in the lobby. What? Yeah, when I'm leaving, I just toss them in the lobby. I don't need them. What do you mean toss them in the lobby? You know, the hotel key. I just leave it in the lobby. Like when I'm walking out, I leave them there. Oh, you give them back to them? Yeah, I don't. I leave them oh, in the you room. you take them to the desk. And say, yeah, I, I don't have, so I would never walk out with them. Got I never it. have them at my house. Got it. Good story. All right, hey. <laughs> I was just trying to show how that study's inaccurate. Veronica, we tried. We tried so hard. It's all good. Thank all right. you so much. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Wah, wah, I feel bad. I know. That stinks. Before I tell you the story about how these they, they had a girl after all these boys, they already had 14 kids, which mm-hmm. is crazy in itself. But this couple with 14 sons finally welcome a daughter. There are just so many elements to the story. First of all, 14 kids. A lot of kids. That is a lot of kids. A Michigan couple whose large family attracted attention by growing 14 sons. Which, by the way, what are the odds? Of having 14 14 boys? 14 sons in a row. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. They have welcomed their first daughter after nearly three decades after the birth of their first child. Wow. She has 14 older brothers. Catery... Schwant gave birth Thursday to Maggie Jane, who weighed seven pounds, eight ounces. Wow. I wonder if it's because her husband lost testosterone later in life. Hmm, Is that a theory? So he got a girl? Interesting. 
Don't know if that's how it works. Me yeah. either. A lot of theories out there, but I don't but know if that's how it works. Josh Turner has like 73 boys, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, something like that. And he, do, he talks like this. Yeah. Jay, the wife, or the husband, they're both 45 years old. They're overjoyed and beyond excited. Quote, this year's been memorable in so many ways for so many reasons, but Maggie is the greatest gift we could ever imagine. Mm. They have been featured for years in local and national news as their family has grown. They have a live streaming program called 14 Outdoorsmen. Now they need a name change. Do you think after about five, like let's say you want to have a decent-sized family, but then people start to talk about you, cover you, reward you, that that keeps you having kids? Yeah. Like because you're being celebrated for that. And anything I've ever been celebrated for, I'm like, well, I should pursue this. You know, I was a pretty smart kid, naturally. But I was like, man, if I study and get even smarter, yeah, people are rewarding me for for my intelligence. So I started to read books like crazy. When I was kind of funny, I was like, man, if I can just get funnier, and re- then people started to reward me. I started mm-hmm. to get better at comedy. I wonder if like five kids in, people are like, well, the family, let's take a couple pictures of them, put them in the newspaper. Like, dang, five in the newspaper, six can get us on public access TV. <laughs> <laughs> let's go for fourteen. Yeah, now fourteen, they have a streaming show. Yeah. You know, my mom was one of 13. Really? Uh Whoa. And they had kids. I mean, there's a different time back then, but they had kids because uh, they would make more money that way. They would go to the fields, and they looked at it as more hands, more money. It's like, okay, that's a lot of responsibility. That is a long-term investment. Yes, it is. To have hands for the field as babies. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, pretty crazy. Biggest family in here, though, brother? I have a a sister. I have a sister. I have a half-brother that I don't know. A couple ex-steps. But just one full sister. One full sister? Yeah. What about you? I have a little sister and a big brother. So So there's three of us. Morgan? I have three older sisters. Your dad has four daughters. Yes. Did did he give up and say, I'm I'm never going to get a boy? No. And he kind of transitioned over. He's basically a big teddy bear now, and he's just used to having all girls. So. But... He never really tried. I kind of became the tomboy in the family, and I played all the sports for my dad. So I was kind (laughs) of his... Boy, girl. Yeah. Did he want a boy or did it matter? You know, I've never, I have asked him and he says now, he's like, no, I love, I love my girls, but I, be- I believe that he loves his girls. Yeah. But who knows how he really feels like back then? I'm yeah. not sure. I've never gotten an honest answer from him. Which is why I'll never do a gender reveal publicly <laughs> because I'll be fantastic with both. However, when I'm popping a balloon, I don't want it to be pink. Correct. And I'm going to have to be like, <laughs> it's not correct. I'm going to have to be like. Oh, uh-huh. uh, cool. That would be tough. And I'll probably love a girl more than I would love a boy. Yes. I, and it's just an initial reaction because, uh, you know, after yes. time, you're just like, I don't care. Could be a girl, boy. Who cares? Also, I'm a dumb guy. I only know what dumb guys think. Yeah. Raymundo, your family? Five deep. Mom, dad, two boys, one girl. That's not five deep. You have two we brothers did, and sisters. None of us said mom, dad. No. Oh. <laughs> Brother and a sister. <laughs> Lunchbox? I got a brother and sister, mom, dad, and a had grandparents. Okay. Okay. He's nine deep. Yeah, He's running all deep. the way up his family tree. <laughs> Always have to win. Let's talk about the CMAs for a second that are tomorrow night because apparently everybody's got corona. Mm. Lee Bryce is out. He was going to perform with Carly Pierce. We yeah. talked about that yesterday. And on this song they're going to perform, I thought, hey, they should get Luke Combs to sing it because Luke Combs wrote it. Which is a great idea, by yeah, the way. Yeah, they have Charles Kelly singing it from Lady A. I guess. Which is a different idea. It is definitely different. <laughs> That's what I thought when I heard. <laughs> at least Harley Pierce gets to go on and perform, right? Yeah. Well, also, you know, as was mentioned, 
uh, Florida Georgia Line can't perform either because Tyler Hubbard's got corona. And he's living in his tour bus right now. Like, they're going hard because I had to get tested yesterday for the CMAs because I'll be on the show tomorrow night. And they come to the house. They pull up. They're in full PPE. They, they do the nose swabs. and So I'll find out today if I have it. I mean, I probably have it too if they do. <laughs> Gosh. I have another buddy who was riding with someone. And, I, you know, I texted him yesterday. And he was like, oh, the guy I was riding with got corona. So now i got to put myself in quarantine. Oh, and he was with him in the same room? Yeah. Oh, boy. So... How many artists have to go down before Eddie and I, the Raging Idiots, get to play on tomorrow night's CMA Awards? Oh, I love it. We're just putting it out there. Yeah, because they're going to be scrambling. Right. You guys are going to need something. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, we've been touring for years. And I already got corona, so I'm clear. True. And then once my my test gets back. You're you're good. So I'm ready to go. Are we ready, though? Do I mean, do we have these songs ready to go? Of course. Well, here, this is our audition. Everybody out there listening right now, <laughs> Sarah Trehorn, Robert Deaton, mm-hmm. everyone that puts on the CMA TV production. We've played shit. I mean, come sh- on, you name it, we played it. Gas stations? Yeah. As small as gas stations, as big as you name it. Yeah, you name We've it. We've been That's there. all we keep saying is you name it. <laughs> so here you go. This is from our live album because we could play something produced. Uh, and then you can we put the, the old harmonizer on it. Or we can go rogue. Just no, I'm saying. just going to play. This is from our live record. <laughs> this is our international hit, the Target song. Yes. That, this, from Live in Little Rock, our last live record. I hope everybody out there, if anyone else goes down with coronavirus and we're not called into action, I'm out of the show. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow, wow. And who are you presenting? I'm, I don't know. Uh, single of the year. Okay. So, so, yeah, get ready to miss out on that. All right, yeah, because <laughs> who else can read three lines of script? <laughs> Here we go. Eddie and I have a comedy duo called Bobby Bones and the Raging Idiots. This is our uh, international hit. It went number three in Brazil. Yes. Number 19 in, in... Brussels. Where is that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere over there. Yeah, over there. Here you go. Check it out. Sometimes in life, you make a mistake. And this next song... Is about that. I needed food for my Labrador, so I went down to my favorite store. I didn't think about the clothes I wore, but I learned a hard lesson, that's for sure. One, two, three, four. Don't go shopping at Target with khaki pants and a red shirt on. Don't go shopping at Target. Khaki pants and a red polo shirt on. Come on. Bones, I just had a vision. What's the vision? You, me, on that stage yeah, doing it. Tomorrow CMAs. night. CMAs. You, you don't know. We may just pop up, too. I may have got a text right now saying you're on. Uh-uh, you did? Nope. But oh. I may have. <laughs> uh, we're just letting everybody know we're ready to play. Plug Woo! and play. Plug and play. God, that sounded so good. It I, and it was live. Come on. Uh, also, I got a note from CMA, the awards show yesterday, going, hey, you can promote that you're on. And they sent me one of those little images that you post. And it said, presenting at the CMA Awards, Billy Bones. I kid you not. Bones, was that a joke? No, I swear to God. <laughs> That's crazy. Go over to my Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones. They sent me a, hey, you promote yourself coming on the show, Billy Bones. <laughs> so the odds of us getting on that show as a band, not great, considering they don't even know my name. But uh, that'll be tomorrow night on ABC. I hope you check it out. You guys are also doing like back 
pre-stage interviews? What's yes. happening with that? Yeah, yeah, kind of like the way we used to do remote interviews. Uh, since everything's, you know, in social distance, we're doing that through, like, uh, Zoom. Were you guys divvying them up yesterday? Morgan number two did all of them yesterday. Yeah, well, so I did two of them, but we were, like, trying to list who we all were going to take to interview. And Lunchbox was standing next to me, and he's like, I got Garth Brooks. Like, just <laughs> called it out. <laughs> okay, good like, for him. That's like shotgun. You that's right. I mean, when, when they're offering up artists, I'm going to take the best of the best. So I, I grabbed Garth right off the bat, and hopefully he'll come through. Do we have any? Did you guys do them yesterday? Yeah, but it, it was very short. Yesterday was super short. Today is like the long one. So Garth may show up today. Did you guys talk to Jake Owen? No. Today. Oh, today. oh you do it today. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, well, good luck, everybody. Thank you. They were a little jealous I called Garth is what it is. They were mad. They want, oh, I want People Garth. get upset when people call shotgun, but you know what? Law of the land. That's yeah. right. Yeah, he said shotgun. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. More than 600 adoptable cats and dogs were airlifted from Hawaii to the U.S. mainland in the largest animal rescue flight in history. Dubbed Paws Across the Pacific, a chartered plane flew across the Hawaiian Islands to pick up dogs and cats from overcrowded shelters, uh, three different islands. Right now, pet shelters in Hawaii are having a really hard time. So they said, okay, well, let's bring them to the States. We can give them more resources. And that's what they did. The plane landed in Seattle, where it was met by volunteers for all these pet shelter and rescue groups across Washington State, Oregon, Idaho, and Montana. And they're trying to find all the animals a home and much better odds here than there. thought that was a great story. I love animals. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's go over and take a call from Marianne in Kansas. Marianne, appreciate you calling. What's going on? Hi, I just wanted to tell you that I love you. I love your show. I love the group. I love Amy and Lunchbox and Eddie. And I just, I've seen your show and I read both of your books. And I just appreciate that you're honest and um, you share your life story and that. I do have, I do suffer from severe anxiety, and so I listen to your show every day, and it makes me laugh, it makes me smile, and I just want you to know that you and what you guys do every day is appreciated, so. That's very kind of you. Yeah, thank you very much. I don't know if you're getting emotional or running out of breath. Both, I appreciate, (laughs) because I've been there. Uh, Well, thank you, Mary, and where do you live in Kansas? I live in Hutchinson. I am a kindergarten aide teacher, kindergarten teacher aide. So, oh. well, th- thank you very so, much. I appreciate that. And stay safe. You're around yeah. a lot of around a lot of kids. I used to always say you're around a lot of kids. Do you get colds? Do you get sick a lot? But now it's like you're around a lot of kids. Have you had Corona yet? <laughs> the next no, question. I have not had Corona. No, 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 no. I haven't. And the kids are amazing. They also are great. But your show just brings me. So much joy and happiness, and I just appreciate. I appreciate Amy always being so full of joy. And Lunchbox cracks me up, and Eddie is so sincere. And I just, I just love everything about your show. Well, I appreciate all you guys do. Thank you, Mary. And I can only take so many compliments before I start to feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> You're turning red. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to uh, bid you a fond farewell, but a very appreciative one. So thank you for listening, and thanks Thank for sharing. Oh yes, thank you so much. All right, have a good day. Have a good day. Let me go over and talk to Aaron in Virginia Beach. I do love Virginia Beach. Aaron, what's going on? Hey, Bobby. Hey, studio. What's happening? 
Uh, I've listened to you guys for a very long time. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, Bobby, you guys are recently engaged, as am I. I know I'm handling things. My anxiety is through the roof. I'm wondering how you are handling it being the guy in the relationship. Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I think she's a little anxious and she's starting to be a little overwhelmed. And I said, which by the way, this just in, tomorrow Craig Morgan's coming to perform and Caitlin is the biggest Craig Morgan fan. She's, she's going to come up and sit in during that performance and we can ask her about wedding stuff oh, then. Oh, great, perfect. <laughs> she's, have, she's dealing with a lot more of it than I am. I have offered my services to help when needed you know, when she hits, she needs a lefty, I'll yeah. come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm okay. You know, what I have is uh, I'm doing music. I'm doing DJ. Um, last night, we started talking about what song we're going to walk down the aisle to. Ooh, okay. What oh. she's going to walk down the aisle to, I guess. Not the traditional bridal song? Mm-mm. Ooh, okay. So we had that conversation. I think we settled on it. I'm not going to say what it is, but I think yeah. we settled on it. So I'm doing pretty good, actually. All right, man. I good. feel like I'm on the beach just laying out. <laughs> <laughs> she's doing all the work. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, when are you getting married? Uh, November of next year. Oh, good. You should be able to be free and do that. You know, we're aiming at early summer. We're hoping we can have our, our wedding. Just rapid testing or vaccine or a combination of both. So, all right. Well, thank you for the call. Good luck with that. Thank you. All right. There you go. Let's do the news. Bobby's Big Story. A set of twin sisters who have done everything together all their lives can now add being in labor to that list. Amber and Autumn, both welcome daughters, on the same day, which also happened to be their 33rd birthday. Whoa. The sisters were even in neighboring rooms at their hospital in Knoxville, Tennessee, and delivered their babies about 90 minutes apart. Autumn delivered, and we heard a faint cry, Amber shares. My husband knocked on the wall to say congratulations. (laughs) 90 minutes later, we deliver and return the same knock. Amber and her husband Jim are proud parents to Blakely James. Autumn and her husband Scott welcome Charleston Scott. The twins say they didn't plan on being pregnant at the same time, but they just got lucky when it worked out that way. What on earth? They also have toddler sons who are the same age. So it's just a lot of, I wonder, did the guys go, all right, tonight, tonight? (laughs) They gave knuckles to each other. They were like, all right, buddy, you go do yours, I'll do mine. We'll get our business done. (laughs) We'll try to have babies on the same day. I wonder if that's cool or annoying. Which part? Just the whole twin thing, and then you have to spend your whole life together looking the same and dressing the same, and then you're going to have babies on the same day. It's got to get annoying, right, after a while? Raymundo, you're a twin. What was it like growing up? Yeah, it's exactly what Eddie said. They, they think it's cute, and to uh, boys, it's just annoying. But it was probably up until I went to kindergarten that I always wore the same outfit as my brother. Oh, but yeah, you stopped I, then? Well, then I started to gain individuality and realized maybe I want to have baggier jeans, a tighter shirt, stuff like that. And that was your look? Super tight shirt, big baggy jeans? <laughs> in kindergarten? What in the world are you wearing? A chain? What else? <laughs> <laughs> no, like backwards hat. He would always go frontwards with his, different stuff like that. But I bet it's also cool because you always got like a partner. Well, like, you do until you turn on each other, which is a very oh, common thing with twins. Oh All right, let's do the other news story. <laughs> yeah. Bobby's other story. This coming Saturday's football game between Auburn and Mississippi State has been postponed because of COVID-19. Okay. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, based on positive tests. 
and those considered as close contacts. They do not have the minimum number of scholarship athletes for Saturday's game against Auburn. That's from the Mississippi State Director of Athletics. The SEC has been especially hit hard as Texas A&M had to shut down practice, at practice after receiving multiple positive tests. LSU's game against Alabama is in jeopardy after LSU received multiple positive tests over the weekend. Hmm. By the way, Arkansas's head coach, Sam Pittman, has it. Saw it's that. coronavirus. So we're just sitting here going, come on, baby, you can do it. So these games still could go on if they played like third stringers and fourth stringers or brought on people from the they practice won't. squad. They won't do that. Dang, that'd be cool. Though. And there's really not a practice. Yeah, go to it's not like the NFL. You have to <laughs> oh. go to the intramural fields. Oh. <laughs> just because and they, we've done that there. before at Arkansas. We've had so many hard quarterbacks. We've had to go to the intramural oh, fields. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I hope Arkansas and Florida are able to play Saturday. So that'd be cool. Hey, let's do another big story. Wow. Here we go. Bobby's other story. Something we mentioned earlier, but speaking of Corona, Charles Kelly from Lady A is going to perform with Carly Pierce now during the CMAs tomorrow night doing I Hope You're Happy Now because Lee Bryce got coronavirus. Yes. Uh, Tyler Hubbard from Florida Georgia Line, he also has coronavirus. He's yes. now living in his tour bus. I was watching his Instagram stories last night. And he's like, closest thing I've felt to being on the road in a long time. Oh, well, that's cool then. <laughs> Good for him. So FGL won't be there either. Wow. But let's, let's, I don't know. Let's hope I don't have it. Yes, we will hope and pray. Same tests. Thank you. Thank you for that prayer. You're welcome. All right, that's the news. Bobby's Big Story. All right, let's put on Sarah in North Carolina, who has called the show. Hey, Sarah, welcome hey, to the show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Hey, Bobby. Morning, studio. Morning. So Morning. I'm calling, I'm sorry, I'm calling today because I think I love Lunchbox's NFL trivia because he's so good at it. I think we should give him a chance to just be good. I don't think people should be able to say, oh, he's winning because he's going against a woman. I think we should just let Lunchbox be great. So what do you think about letting him compete against anybody in their NFL trivia? I think that Lunchbox called his own shot on this game. He didn't say he wanted to play trivia against anybody. He just came to me and said, I could be any woman, period. And I was like, I bet you can't. And that's where it came from. And so, then I prove you wrong every week. I do it every week. I beat him, and it's awesome, and it feels so good. I go home, and I'm just like, man, I'm so smart. Are you interested in playing men? No. That's not fun. Men, no sports. Yeah, that's the statement right there. Right. That's, that's what, what, makes, that's what irritates saying. me, too. Yes. Because he didn't play football at all. And it, it, I played street football. Okay. <laughs> yep. Um, Sarah, thank you for calling. I think your point is well received by me, not by him. He only wants to battle women. Right. I think it just shows that he's not confident that he could really win. You so, just called in and called uh, me great, and now you're changing. You're turning your tide. Like, make up your mind. I'm great, and I appreciate the call. Uh, I think you're great-ish. <laughs> Sarah, are you good? <laughs> Uh, I'm decent. I don't think I could beat him. I'm a fan of football, but I'm not a fan of like the details like that. Okay. So I, I don't think I could beat him, no. But I think a lot of people could. Nobody has yet. We're looking for – I would love to get a woman on who can beat him. Someone's out there. We've had some really smart ones that have fallen one question short or so. There's got to be someone out there. For sure. And people are tagging. Like Sam Ponder. Yes, which I think she could definitely beat him. At ESPN. Aaron or Andrews. Aaron Andrews. <laughs> I'm not going to reach out to them. She could definitely beat him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, thank you, Sarah. Have a great day. You're welcome. Can I give a birthday shout-out to my husband real quick? Yeah, go for it. 
His name is James. He's an active duty Army soldier here at Fort Bragg. He's turning 43 years old today. Honey, we love you. We're so proud of you. Happy Veterans Day, and I can't wait to celebrate your birthday tomorrow. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, happy Veterans Day. Speaking of Veterans Day, tomorrow, Craig Morgan in the studio, like yeah. I mentioned a minute ago. So he was a cop. He served in the military. He... Was Volunteer a, firefighter? That's it. Yeah. Firefighter. That's crazy. He's done it all. So Eddie brought me this this chip. What's it called? The Pocky? Pocky chip. P-A-Q-U-I. The Pocky Carolina Reaper Madness Tortilla Chip. Mm-hmm. Oh. So it's one chip you buy? It's one chip for $20, and it's the hottest chip in the world. And apparently, people just can't stand it, Bones. It's so hot. How fast can we get this chip here, Mike, if we order it? Amazon has it. Walmart has it. When? Friday. Right, so we can do it next week? Okay, here's the deal. <laughs> About this item. Try the world's hottest chip made with the hottest chili pepper on the planet, the Carolina Reaper. Don't say we didn't warn you. Do you dare to take the one chip challenge to earn your place on the wall of infamy? And then it just lists all the ingredients. I'm up for buying it if you guys are up for spinning the wheel and eating it. Spinning the wheel. Who's all on the wheel? Everybody's on the wheel? I'm not. Oh, what, what, what? Oh. I'm paying for it. What if we all split it? <laughs> I don't think I can eat that. I think I'll cry. <laughs> I think whoever eats it's going to cry, Bones. This cannot be good. But, I mean, I'm down to spin the wheel with my name on it. Okay. Uh, oh, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> oh, man, on. that's bones, so scary. Bones, 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 Bones. Bones, Bones, Bones. Okay. I'll do it. If everyone's on. That's what I'm saying. I can't do it with like only two people right. on there. That's so, too scary. Are you in? I'm in if everybody's in. Mike, are you in? I'm in. Eddie? Bones, I'm in. Morgan? I'm in. Ray? I'm in, but Eddie does need to be careful. He's a little bit older. I've done really <laughs> oh, that's hot true. Good sauces point. and stuff. I'm telling you, it affects your breathing. Really? Like, it's no joke. It's not just the effect of it being hot. It also shuts down other stuff in your mouth and throat. Scoop Steve? Uh, no, I'm out. I don't do hot stuff. I what? don't either. Wait, wait, yeah. I'm out. I'm out. Oh, I don't, I'm out. I'm out. Too. I don't do hot stuff. I don't stuff. do hot stuff either. I don't do hot stuff. Just hot chick. <laughs> <laughs> what up? Lunchbox is going to be a wuss, and I'll be in then. There, there we go. go. Oh, there we go. There we go. We played him perfectly, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Here we go. Just as planned. Oh, we did. I looked at lunch and said, say you're out. Okay. Okay, Mike, if you'll order... Order two of these. Oh, I knew you were going to oh, do, no, 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 no. do it. I knew you were going to do it. I knew it. Why the two, Bones? Why? In case one is broken oh. or we drop it. Or oh, it gets... I know it, Bobby. His, his, oh, my what, goodness. What? He's going to be like, let's spin it again. Wait, oh, no. Oh, So we'll do it next week, early next week. Uh, and maybe Amy will be back and yes, she can be on hopefully. it, too. <laughs> the one chip. There it is. It shows the box. It has one literal chip in it. It's amazing. For $20. Okay, but that'll be a fun bit. Yeah. Then I can write it off. <laughs> it won't be fun for whoever. Oh, you can write the $20 off? Yeah, if I spend the money. <laughs> Why don't we do it on the air? Uh, let's go to Lisa in Austin, who has called the show. Or Aisa. Hi, Aisa. Hi, Bobby. Morning, studio. Morning. Hi. So um, I just wanted to tell you that um, I love your show. I love everything you guys do. Um, I have a question about one of your books. So... About three years ago, I was diagnosed with PTSD. Um, two Christmases ago, my mom got me your book, Fight, Grind, Repeat, a signed copy. And I think she bought it from Amazon. I'm not sure. She won't <laughs> tell me where she got it. Um, but I just burst into tears. It was my absolute favorite thing in so long. And it got me through so much stuff, through the hardest parts of my PTSD. And 
I just wanted to know if you were ever going to put more on Amazon, any more signed copies, because I try to go get another one. And they're all sold out. And I think people are trying to resell them for like $100. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. Um, so I just wanted to know if you're going to put any more back on Amazon to buy. Well, the first thing I'll say is uh, don't buy them for $100 if someone's selling. My autograph makes things less worth money. It's a, it's a you know, sign it. It just went down in value. Um, secondly, I'll just, I have some at home. I'll, I'll write you a note in it, whatever you want, and I'll send it to you. You don't have to pay anything for it. Oh, my God. Is that okay with you? Oh, my God. That's amazing. Thank you so much. I have an odd of just my books, and I kind of yes. would like that to go away. <laughs> you set that up for a TV shoot, right? I, well, I did. When American Idol went to the home version, because uh, Corona, I have a bookshelf on my back, and I t- one whole shelf, I just made all my books that I had laying around. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Because we always zoom in and see what books people have on when they're yeah. on TV. Um, I'm, I'm more than happy to send you one. I'm very thankful that, that my book, Fail Until You Don't, Fight, Grind, Repeat, Helps you out. So appreciate the call. Stay on the line. I'll get your address and I'll I'll write you a note in there, okay? Thank you so much, Bobby. All right. Talk to you soon, hopefully. Okay, there she is. Uh, Chris in Mississippi's on the phone talking about this hot chip that we're going to eat next week. Yeah. Chris, you had this chip? Hello. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Yes, I ate that chip. I mean, I had just a tiny little piece of the corner. My wife's nephew ate most of it, and both of us were so scared to throw up. I mean, you're not able to drink any milk or anything. You're supposed to just eat the whole chip in one bite, and we were just going to split it and share it. it. I was so scared to throw up. I hurt for three weeks. Oh, I'm God. just saying, it's not worth the pain of going through. So you're telling us this isn't a good bit for the show. Oh, no. I'm, I might be. Oh, it, it is a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not being ugly, but I would love to hear one of y'all try to eat the chip. Because, I mean, I know what I went through just to see if y'all have the same reaction. Oh, what, no. is, what does he it mean? It's hot. What does he mean by you can't it drink is. anything? Is that like a rule or is that like medically you can't no, drink anything? No, you, it's, it's a rule of it. Um, well, we're not playing uh, by the part official of the, playbook. Part of the stipulation. Yeah. You're supposed to eat the whole chip and w- see how long you can wait and post your reaction and all to see how long you can wait after doing it. I promise you. It went in my mouth. It came out of my mouth, and I went straight to get something to drink. And I could not drink enough milk and eat enough bread. Oh, it, it didn't help immediately, drinking the milk and bread? No. It was hot. <laughs> it was the hottest thing I ever put in my mouth. The chip... It's black. I mean, it's just smelling of the pack will burn your nose. <laughs> this is crazy. Oh, okay. Next week, oh. we're going to do this. Mike, you've, have you already ordered it? He's about to hit order right now. We're going to order it next week on the show, Monday or Tuesday. We're going to do this bit. Oh, no. All right, Chris, you be listening. I can't wait to see it. Y'all have, I can't wait to see it here. Y'all have a great day, and y'all be careful going home today. All right, appreciate that. Hey, Sandy in Illinois is on, too, who kind of has a similar experience. Hey, Sandy, you had this chip, or your husband had this chip? What happened? He did. Um, my kids got it for his fourth birthday last month, and he took the tiniest little piece of it. He broke like a little tiny piece off and put it in his mouth. I thought he was going to die. It was that bad. Um, he almost cried. He drank like a bunch of milk, didn't help, and um, put it back in the box and stuck it on top of the fridge and said, I'll never touch that again. <laughs> Sounds good. Next week on the Bobby Bone Show. Yes. One of us will die. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, thank you for the call, Sandy. If anything, it's just making the bit a little more dramatic and awesome because somebody will eat that chip on it the show. Bad. All right, thank you. Okay, Have a good day. Bye. My bet is they put Ken Jennings on to replace Alex Trebek. That's the perfect host for that show. Uh, He's the champ champ. He was. When they did the GOAT, the greatest of all mm-hmm. time championship, he won. He's also... You know, it was on forever. I think he's the most known winner from that show. And he's pretty funny. Like, he's funny to follow on Twitter, too. So I bet he... But I also thought Luke Combs was thing with Carly Pierce tomorrow night. I'm wrong. <laughs> I was, That's true. I was wrong about that. So I'm going to... I think Ken Jennings replaces him, uh, which leads me into the next question. In your mind, who is the greatest game show host of all time? I almost want to remove Alex Trebek because I feel like you'll feel like you have to say that just because he passed away. And I love Alex Trebek, but to me, he's not... The number one. Eddie, you're up. Bob Barker. Who was the, the the world record holder for most episodes of a game show until really? Alex Trebek beat him. Really? Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Bob Barker, great. And he's also been in Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, which he played a great character in that one. <laughs> he also has a slogan, like a saying that people know, uh-huh. which is... Always spay and neuter your pets. Right, which right? is hard to do as a game show host. Okay. Solid. I'm also... I'm going to put one up there. I'm going to put Pat Jack up there. He's awesome. Because Wheel of Fortune was such... A cultural phenomenon. And a show that was run at 6 p.m., sometimes in prime time, 7 p.m. Yeah. for a while. And Vanna White, the sidekick, was known. What was she wearing? Like for 10 years, that was a pretty big thing. I don't watch Wheel of Fortune anymore, but my grandma was obsessed <laughs> with it. So I'm going to put Pat Sajak as my greatest of all time game nice. show host. Morgan? Well, I don't know a lot of game shows. I was pretty young when they came out, but... There's they still, still have game now. shows. Okay, I, I mean, young no, flex. I'm just saying. <laughs> wow. A lot of the, a lot of the, the really big ones. Go but ahead. Mine would probably be Regis Philbin. He's the one that did Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Be a millionaire. Yeah. And I loved that show. Yeah, that was good. So that's probably the one for me. The whole world watched that show when it was out. Yeah, with Regis. Time. Yeah. If you, yeah, you just wouldn't understand unless you were part of that time. Because then it became a syndicated show. Mm-hmm. And, it still exists in, in some capacities because I think Jimmy Kimmel hosts it now. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even know who hosts oh, it. Oh, really? At, at yeah. This point. Oh, I didn't know that. What were we going to say? No, he was funny too. Like, Regis was funny. Whenever they would say some dumb answer or whatever, he would always have it. He was quick and would say some funny joke. Lunchbox? Ooh, I would have to say Steve Harvey. If you watch oh, Family Feud, oh, he is so good. He makes you laugh out loud. He is just controls the room, makes everyone laugh. He's incredible. I think Howie Mandel's good. And Howie Mandel came back in the, the, the next generation of game shows and did uh, Deal or No Deal. Deal or No Deal, that's mm-hmm. what I was thinking. Uh, Wayne Brady in the New Ages, because he's really funny and I quick. I think he's good too, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you guys remember Bob Eubanks? No. The old, or Wink Martindale? <laughs> no. I used to watch game shows with my grandma all the time. <laughs> what is that, Love Connection? Uh, Bobby. Oh, Bo- uh, Chuck that? Woolery. That was his Chuck name. Woolery. That was a good one. We'll be yeah. back two and two. That was two and two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can call us if we missed one. 877-77-BOBBY. Eddie, your foster son's how old? He is five years old. And so now he's kind of talking about what he wants to be when he grows up? It's just a conversation that I like to instill in my kids. You know, like, all right, start thinking about what you want to do when you grow up so you can start working at it now. You know, just start thinking about it. And so uh, a little bit my fault. Every Saturday, most Saturdays, I watch UFC. It's just something I like to do. And for a long time, I was like, I don't know if I want my kids watching this. It's a little violent. But after a while, my kids are just like, please, let's watch it. It's so fun. I like it. I like. So they've been watching it with me the past, like, you know, two or three weekends. Well, my foster son comes up to me. He's like, Dada. So he calls me Dada. Dada. I, I know what I want to be when I grow up. 
I'm like, all right, what is it? What you got? A UFC fighter. I'm like, oh my gosh. She's like, what? Like, is he going to be a UFC fighter? It's like, <laughs> one, like, that's crazy. These people are crazy. They beat up each other for a living. Like, there's no way. What I would... do you tell them? Cool. Good. Okay. All right. I mean, if that's something you love, then that's something you love. But are you sure? Like, they beat up each other or whatever. He's like, oh, no, I'd be good. I'd be really good at it. And then he, <laughs> he practices moves on my other side, and, and he just loves it. And that's what he wants to be. And as much as I kind of try to talk him out of it, you know, like, hey, what about – you ever thought about like doctors? Doctors they help people. He's like, nah, that's cool and all, but I want to be a UFC fighter. Are you gonna help him like train him? <laughs> you know, no. But you know what I have been doing is letting him and my other son kind of wrestle a little bit. Which me and my brother never did that. Like we were seven years apart, never wrestled. So I'm letting him wrestle a little bit, and I'm kind of officiating the whole wrestle. So, but your son is a year older than him, right? One year older than him. How does the foster son do against him wrestling? Because one year in that age is pretty, it's a pretty big difference. They're pretty even. Really? I'd have to say they're pretty even, which makes me think that my foster son, if he really wants to, could be a good UFC fighter. Your son, who's a year older, just finished his football league. And we had the whole debate on the show of whether or not you should go coach. Because there was a mutiny amongst the yes. team yes. where they were like, we haven't won a single game. Let's change <laughs> our coaching staff. And they finished the season. How many wins? Uh, zero. They okay. Uh, oh. And did you go coach the team? I did. I took over the wide receiving coach, and then some of the quarterback stuff. And how'd that turn out? I better. You know, you got to understand. We were contenders towards the end of the season, but we never won a game. Uh, my son at one game scored three touchdowns. I mean, that's huge. Uh, it, just to get on the board was big for us, Bones. Is he scoring touchdowns because you were the quarterback coach and wide receiver coach? I'd like to say, I'd like to think that. No, meaning you let him play and make yeah. plays based around no, him. No, 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 no. His skills were definitely better, and that's why he scored those touchdowns. You think he's going to be a good athlete? I think so. I, I think they're both going to be good athletes, him and my foster son, because one, they just have each other to practice on every day, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, wrestling now. Like, they just challenge each other, and they always want to be better than the other, so I think that's going to lead to them being pretty good athletes, I think. All right, let us know. Did you I tell the quarterback to can... throw the kid, ball your, to your kid? No, I did not. Let us know what we can do to help. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? I don't know. Can you get him into college somewhere? I don't know. <laughs> At five. Yeah. Michael in Huntsville is on right now. Uh, so I'm having, I was wanting to try to get uh, some relationship tips or advice. You got it. Uh, I work for the my local trash company, I haul trash. I work Monday through Friday. And then I work uh, for McDonald's on the weekends. And my girlfriend thinks I'm putting work first before her and my four-month-old baby. But I just work a lot because I'm catching up on a lot of bills and behind on a lot of debts. And I promised her a weekend that I'd take off this weekend and promised her that we'd go out and do something, whatever she wanted to do. And she just she's just mad, just thinking I'm putting work before her. I think you have a... A valid concern. I think I know why you're working. You got to pay the bills. You got a baby. However, I think that if you could be a little more deliberate with her, first that you have the conversation. Hey, listen, I'm working so we can have a better life. So our baby can have a better life. However, you're right. You have to say this to her. You're right. I am not deliberately spending enough time with you, enough quality time. Because I get in trouble for the same thing, honestly, Michael, where Kayla works all day. I work all day, and sometimes I work all night as well doing different things. And then she's like, hey, 
Like, when are we going to spend time together? So what I do is we have dedicated two times a week to make a minimal, but two times a week to make sure that it's just us. We're either cooking dinner, having dinner, um, sitting aside, watching a show, but it's just dedicating time, purposefully dedicating time. So here's the advice I'm going to give you. Tell her that, um, you know, you're working hard, but you probably haven't been paying as much attention to her and the baby as you should, and you want to make a deal, a goal to be to, to spend at least two quality nights with her where there's no phone, no distraction, no going work, extra jobs. And if you do that, I think that she'll like that, that you're just putting in the effort. I think she will too. Okay. Let me know how that goes. I'm with you. I feel that I'm All the same right. as you, man. We're the same. We're over here just, you know, working hard, trying to think we're doing the best, but sometimes we're just doing the best for us and not the best for all, everybody included. Well, I appreciate it. All right, buddy. Good luck. Have a good day at work. I love your show. I listen to it every morning. Appreciate that. See you later, bud. See ya. Bye. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Yeah. The Bobby Bone Show.